I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, first in pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray producing. Thanks for being with us. Send it to a friend. Subscribe, rate, review. Only a couple shows left until the offseason. Uh, last show uh, before Pony will be coming to us live from Arizona, the site of the Super Bowl and the Waste Management Open. So this is the last podcast for a while with Pony being sober. Thank <laughs> you for your presence. Yeah. Well, I was going to... That's actually, I think, a good entry point into something that I wanted to ask you about to start today's episode because uh, we'll just let the cat out of the bag. We're taping this before the Pro Bowl because who gives a shit? Yeah. Maybe we can even get into, like, just the farce that that is in a few minutes. But uh, where do you come down on the – whole extravaganza that I'm going to be a part of starting really when people probably first start to listen to this podcast, which is the radio row experience is Danny Parkins, a fan of radio row radio. Um, the majority of shows no, but if you, if you do it, where you say, I'm not saying yes to every guest, but I'm only saying yes to the guests that I can incorporate into the orbit of your show. And then you can take me to the Super Bowl and like the behind the scenes stuff and paint the picture and make fun of people and tell me about the parties and the celebrity sightings and all that. Then yeah, sure. I'll live through my favorite host and favorite show vicariously on their vacation. Okay. But if you're like bringing on, you know, some dude, like if you brought on a, a Steeler from the seventies, it's one thing. If I bring on a Steeler from the seventies, it's a very different thing. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I hear, I hear way too many people brag about like, we had 11 guests on this show. Well, that's idiotic. But if you have three or four guests who you would never be able to get before and they're A-listers, or even if they're C-listers, but they're hilarious and they like kind of fit the vibe of your show, then I'm all about it. Like the only time I've ever done Radio Row, and sorry, this is rambling, but uh, we had JB Smoove do like 25 minutes, kind of at the height of like his like like he had been on Curb for like Curb. two seasons probably, and he was so funny 
And he was so loyal to us because, like, we paid for his transportation to come to Radio Row. Like, he wasn't booked for Radio Row. It was the first year he did the correspondent thing for Media Day for the Rich Eisen show. And Wait a minute. Just- How did you get in with him? So he did Media Day for Rich Eisen. And then so we had our producer reach out to, you know, find track down his publicist or whomever. And we're like, hey, you know, is JB going to be doing Radio Row? And he's like, no, he's not booked for it. Would you guys want him? We were like, yeah, we would want him. He's like, well, you know, he's not doing anything, but like he doesn't want to pay to go there. And I was like, I'll pay for JB Smoove to come to Radio Row. So I paid for his Uber and my producer walked him through Radio Row and he said no to Fox Sports Radio. He said no to CBS Sports Radio. He said no to Philly. Like he was, he was like, I'm loyal to Kansas City. I'm here for Kansas City. And he came over and did like 25 minutes with us. Oh, wow. and, and then you were still you were still in Kansas City at the time, too. Dude, Holy the only shit. Super Bowl I've ever done was the Marshawn Lynch uh 2014 Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. And so he's like, I'm loyal to Kansas City. I'm loyal to Kansas City. And so we did like five to five twenty-five with him. And then we were paying for his transportation back. So he just hung out. While we did, like, he didn't, like, stay on for the hour because Carrington hadn't seen Curb and didn't like didn't like it because J.B. Smooth was just making fun of him for not having seen Curb. And he was just roasting him as Leon. It was, like, my favorite radio I've ever done. And he just then did, like, two or three shows, like, at the tables next to us and then walked out with us so I could call him a cab to go back to his hotel. And as we were waiting for his cab, he called my then-girlfriend – who's now my wife, and we were watching Curb together. I was introducing her to Curb, and I said, will you call and talk to my wife? And he was like, yeah. She didn't pick up. He left her a voicemail that said, hey, Stephanie, baby, it's JB Smoove. I just want you to know I'm on my way to see you now, honey. I hung up the phone. So, yeah, man, I I fucking love Radio Row. So – I saw two things across from me and next to me last year that I think really crystallize everything you just said. There was a San Antonio station right across from me that sent all of their people. I mean, everybody. Mornings, afternoons, the shows in between, the producers. And it was in LA last year. And I'm like, how much fucking money did the San Antonio station spend to do this and they were like you said if somebody walked by they said yes if i had walked over to the table and i i might do this next week i might make up i might say i'm jay novacek and see if somebody <laughs> like puts me on the air do you know what i mean i might try that and then you play it back on my show later in the week you 100 percent should do that dude that is a great idea i convinced this small station that I was a former NFL player. I will do that, okay? And that, that will, is and a great idea. And then I will bring it up on the show. So that the San Antonio thing blew my mind. And then there was this, the Tampa Bay Sports Station. Now this is even, this is to me hilarious. The program director was the only person there. Of so he got the trip. He got all the, you know, networking. He got all the parties. And he would just, he had microphones set up and he would just bring people over while his hosts 
we're back in Tampa. And that guy probably now works in like Cleveland or Minneapolis or something. And he just like parlayed that Super Bowl into a better gig. And he <laughs> sent himself for a networking job. Good for yeah. him. What a hustle. Yeah, but it Dude. is stressful. And the thing is like, because I'm like you, we have guests. We have like obviously people on our local show that we've established chemistry with and relationships with. But uh, so like that interaction I like, but the complete like outsider who I don't know, just sitting down with me for like 15 minutes and five of it is about, you know, some erectile dysfunction pill or whatever. Yeah. 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 But I, listen, I mean, I had an absolute blast. I'm very jealous that you're going. It pisses me off that we're not going. Um, And yeah, I, I would, I would like to be there. And frankly, uh, yeah, I, if in an alternate universe, I might start just flying myself there and crashing on your couch on FanDuel's dime in the future. Just this year in particular, I can't go. But um, this, when Fox has the Super Bowl in two years and Nick is Danny, back next there, year's Vegas. Don't even say two years. You're going to Vegas next year for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, next year's Vegas. Next year's Vegas. Well, the only reason I was saying is because because obviously like Nick goes when Fox has the game and they've got this one and then two years from now. But so where, where's the Super Bowl in two years? Uh, back in New Orleans. I'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. I hope I get to hang out with Nick. I sent him a message. I haven't heard back, but I got my fingers crossed. Hopefully oh, by the well, time he'll Nick hear this pod. watches this. He will yeah. recognize my number and realize that I am trying. Got a question for you. Um, tell me if you agree with this theory. Okay. Theory is it's pretty easy to explain the game that Philly wins. They dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Like that is like a fairly obvious X's and O's point, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in you and I just, even if you don't believe it, because I know you picked Philly, working through what type of game, what has to happen in order for the Chiefs to overcome those types of things or the Chiefs to win the game? What type of game are we seeing? What happens if at the end of it we're like, damn, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes figured it out? Because I've got my theory, but I'm curious. I'm curious what you think. Okay. Well, I think the first one is for me that the Eagles offense never really gels. That they come out in this game and they wanna they wanna do what they've done all year, which is run the ball. And they have some resistance because of Chris Jones and people in that Chiefs front seven. And then when they go to open things up with Hurts in the passing game, it's what we've seen really the last two playoff games where it just seems like they're a little bit out of sync. They miss throws downfield. The one that they hit shouldn't have counted at the beginning of the San Francisco championship game. Like, and I could see... If they are rusty early in the game and the Chiefs are able to get a lead, I would be interested to see how the Eagles handle that. Because 
in the playoffs so far, they've been a very front-running team. They jumped all over the Giants. The Giants didn't know what hit them in that game and were just clobbered. And they've scored the touchdown first drive to go up 7-0 or early in the game against San Francisco and then knocked Purdy out. So I think that that's the first one that comes to mind for me. Eagles offense is out of whack. They get down early and they're just never able to catch their breath and get it together. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, we just like part of it. Part of it for me is we haven't seen them challenged in a while, right? They they had the bye. Then, to your point, they blew out the Giants. They blew out the Niners. They finished the season with the Giants. Saints before that. But but what about the idea that just all year we said the NFC is trash and. If you look at their whole schedule, like the whole season of it, they haven't been challenged as much, especially defensively. Now, I know you could probably pull 10 clips of me at various points over the course of the year talking about how impressed I was with how uh, the Eagles were able to win in totality in a bunch of different ways and their defense being dominant and like what they did to Justin Jefferson in that Monday night game. But if you look at it, when they played good offenses, even going back to the opener against Detroit, they gave up 35. Then one game against Dallas, it was low scoring, 26-17. Then the other game against Dallas, it was 40-34. They lost. And against Rodgers and Green Bay, and obviously Green Bay not a great offense, but Rodgers a great quarterback, that game's 40-33. So when they played good offenses or good quarterbacks, for the most part, they gave up a lot of points. And I I just I don't think the, the Chiefs are a great rushing team, obviously, because the numbers would say, you know, they're 21st DVOA against the run, but most teams have been playing from behind against them and have had to have had to avoid it. But so I feel like it's a combination of what you're saying. Chiefs play from out in front, then can take advantage of where the Eagles have been a little soft, but also just when they play great quarterbacks, they allow points. Now, sometimes they win, but they allow points. So I I could see 35-31. I think that's the game script for the Chiefs to win. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, then you got to bet the over because it's only 50 and a half. I was on the over at 49. Yeah. Yeah. So you think it's going to look like the last Eagles Super Bowl where, you know, Brady threw for 500 yards and still lost in that game. And nobody could stop the other team, really. Yeah. I mean, the, the the Eagles pass rush is awesome. And obviously, you know, it's the best in the league. And Mahomes' mobility is scary. But his mobility should be better than it was against Cincy. And Andy Reid has two weeks to game plan it. And he's the best coach at screen passes that I've ever seen. And if there's a weakness to the Eagles defense, it's their linebacker core. They don't spend money 
on their linebackers. They got a great D line and a great secondary. So I would expect the screen game to be pretty, pretty effective. Now, obviously that's not, you know, rewriting any sort of great football, you know, strategy here. I'm assuming the Eagles will be prepared for a heavy dose of the screen game, but I'll take Andy Reid and his design in that way. So yeah, I, I do think it's high scoring. I certainly could see the Chiefs losing a high scoring game because of what I said at the top of the Eagles just dominating both sides of the line. Yeah. But I I think when they play great quarterbacks, they give up points. I think that there's been a lot of change in the who the Chiefs are from the last two times they've been in this game. Their roster has been almost completely overturned since or there's been so much turnover since they won and beat San Francisco. And you look at their defense, it's so young with the exception of guys like Clark and Jones from when they went and lost to Tampa. But I think if you got a consistent coach and quarterback, the really the, I, I think the personality of the team can be consistent with those two guys, as long as coach and quarterback are there. And so they better not fall behind like they did in the previous two Super Bowls, because I don't think in that situation that, Hey, you say it's Mahomes. He can do it all. Never count the guy out like Brady, but I would not want, if I were the chiefs, I would not want the game early to look like the last Super Bowl and have that creep back into their head. And, and I, I don't think that's off the table. I don't think that the Eagles pass rush, and outside of um, Kelsey, their wide receiver's inability to get open and him having to run around to try to just invent and create plays, I don't rule that out. So I don't – well, listen, I, I don't see a scenario where the Chiefs blow out the Eagles. I don't see that. You don't? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's in play that the Chiefs blow out the Eagles. Um, but I think it's absolutely in play that the Eagles win by double digits. Because I, I think that there's just a chance that they kick the shit out of them, like physically. They just physically dominate both sides of the line of scrimmage. Like, I don't know how you couldn't. They've done it to everybody. They, number one rushing team in the NFL, number one sack team in the NFL. That's a pretty good recipe to win a ton of football games. Um, and the Chiefs defense is not as good as the Niners defense. And the Niners defense held in there for a while, but then I think that game got weird when they realized that they didn't have a quarterback who could throw the ball and it spiraled out of control, but the Niners defense is better than the Chiefs defense. So well, I could, I'll give you a scenario in which a blowout would happen and that's if this shoulder thing with Hurts yeah, is as bad right. as he's let on and he gets Chris Jones or somebody to land on him and aggravate that thing then, look, I mean, you can say that about any game. You, an injury to a certain player changes the whole complexion of a game, but it still sounds, at least the Eagles and Hurts, they continue to try to push the narrative that he's going to play this game at less than 100%. So, I mean, that, we'll see. I mean, if he he still does not look great throwing the ball. He's not as precise. He's not as accurate. He's not the same quarterback as he was back in September or October. He's just not. And, I mean, is it uh, is it possible that we're sitting here 
you know, eight days from now. And it's like, man, we should have seen this coming because Jalen Hurts couldn't make a decent throw more than 15 yards downfield. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just, I think that they're going to be able to run the ball, man. Like, so as long as he is in the game, their zone read game is as good as I've ever seen anybody do it. Yeah. Like, you know, like obviously like Lamar is a better running quarterback than Hertz, but in terms of like keeper give with the ball, he's as good as I've seen. It's, it's very tough. to st- And like that, that short yardage package where they bring everybody in and he just falls forward and pushes forward behind the line and they just telegraph what they're doing. They do it every time and they're successful every time. They're just bullies. They are. You know, I'm still, I'm having a really hard time trying to, back to the Micah Parsons thing from earlier in the year. I still think the evaluation of Hurts as a quarterback is really hard. I mean, he obviously has had a great year. And I think it helped him that when he went out, they lost to the Saints. And Minshew had miscues in that game at Dallas on Thanksgiving night where you looked at the mistakes he made and thought, well, if Hurts is in the game, they probably win. But I'm sh- it's a little bit different for you because you've got Justin Fields on your football team. But, like, I've asked my audience locally, if Jalen Hurts is the Steelers quarterback, do they win a playoff game this year? Like, is he good enough where he elevates a roster with a bad offensive line and with playmakers who are still question marks and just makes – an offense like that better. You've said it. He's got everything you could possibly want in an offense in Philadelphia. And I just think that makes, I mean, it's Purdy. It was silly to talk about him just because he was the last pick in the draft and he was a rookie, but like, how do you, how do you rate Jalen hurts? Is he on his own merits, a top five quarterback in the NFL? I have a hard time saying yes to that, Danny. No, I I, no, I, I don't, I don't believe that he is. Um, you know, he's a deserving, you know, you only vote for one guy for MVP and you'd be insane to vote for Hertz this year over Mahomes. But if you did ballot it out, like the Cy Young or something like that, you know, he'd, he'd be a deserving top three MVP yeah. guy yep. this year. He, he seems to have, by all accounts, every intangible that you could want in terms of leadership, work ethic, toughness, all that stuff. He has gotten better as he's gone. And I will say um, the deep ball accuracy has impressed me. Now you've got two dudes who have great catch radiuses in Devonte Smith and AJ Brown, but he has his highlight reel on downfield throws of 15 yards or more this year. He's dropping a lot of dimes into buckets. Like, you know what I mean? He, he has, he's impressed me with that part of his game, but I'm with you, man. He has four awesome offensive linemen, two awesome receivers, a good tight end, an offensive head coach, and the number one rushing attack in the NFL. And they always win time of possession because he's got the best defense too. Like this was a big time argument that I've had with people. If you put a healthy Lamar Jackson in that Eagles offense, are they in the Super Bowl out of the NFC? Yes. I said yes. 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 Dude, I said when the when the Eagles played the Bears and the game was 25-20 Philly, 
I said that if the quarterbacks were flipped, the margin of victory for the Eagles would have been bigger. Because I don't believe that Jalen Hurts scores 20 with the Bears' collection of talent, linemen and pass catchers, against the Eagles' defense. Like Fields yeah, you think is, Fields? I agree. Fields has like some Superman in him. And I think Hurts has some uh, – he's a, he's a good runner. He's a smart kid. But he's not like individually – a difference maker or like, again, like he's not, he's not a Superman. That's the best thing I can say. Like, uh, like on the Texans, Justin Fields scores points on but, the bears. Justin Fields scores points. I don't think Jalen hurts does. Yeah. But I do think like we saw with guys who won Super Bowls earlier in their career, Brady, Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. I do think it's possible that he matures into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I think that's I agree. a possibility. It's so fascinating to me. And I love thinking about sports through the general manager perspective because it was ne- like, not that I was close to being a GM, but like, it's the thing that you and I are like the most qualified to think about, I would say, intellectually between like coach, player, and GM. Um, Mahomes signed the lifetime contract because of Andy Reid. Like he just knew that there was the grass was not going to be greener. And so he was like, eh, I'm not going to be the highest paid guy. I don't want my free agency to come up every couple of years. I know the cap will go up and I'll end up being like the eighth or ninth highest paid quarterback in the league. And that'll feel ridiculous. And maybe we'll have to restructure it at some point and blah, blah, blah. But like, I want to be sure that I'm here for Andy Reid and Andy Reid's here for me. And that's why no one's talking about Andy Reid retiring after this game if he goes out a winner because he'd be insane to because he's got Pat Mahomes. And that's the thing with Hurts and all of these other guys. Like, you wonder what is Hurts when Kelsey retires and Devontae Smith needs to get paid and things kind of, you know, the roster turns over. Tyreek Hill left. And Mahomes won an MVP and threw for 5,200 yards and set records because he's got the coach and the quarterback. And I have no doubt that whenever Travis Kelsey, who, you know, had 25 more catches this year than the next closest tight end, so he's still in the prime of his career. But whenever Kelsey falls off the cliff, I have no doubt that Reed and Mahomes will keep it going. And I just, I find it fascinating that no one talked about Burrow signing that deal or signing that deal at coming up. No one talks about Allen doing it. No one, you know, obviously Deshaun got the fully guaranteed deal, which is a unique thing in and of itself. But the coach quarterback situation of Kansas City, we can't say it's the best we've ever seen because we saw Brady Belichick. But I do think that you can make an argument that it is a top three coach quarterback duo in modern NFL history. And you'd have to throw Montana Walsh into it like it's it's just this thing that is scary to bet against and pick against and it feels like they're going to be relevant for as long as Andy Reid wants to coach well it's interesting that you say Montana Walsh I think that I think a lot of football fans just like they get older and they kind of like thing years blend together people have a hard time separating or like remembering who are on those 49er teams so they won uh, five championships. Walsh was there for three. 
Uh, Rice was there for three. Montana was there for four. So he's the one that has, you know, he was the one consistent piece there. Seifert came in and then they won a Super Bowl with Montana and then they won one with Young. But I'm, I'm only bringing that up because I think right now, I mean, that on the precipice of that, of this game, that to me is a very real conversation because I thought that the Chiefs were going to be in a transitional year. And they, they made said it they to were this in a transitional game. year. Exactly. With the way they managed their salary cap and the moves they made this offseason. So to get here in, in that type of season, they've got a pretty good cap situation going to next year. They can make their team better. So, yes. yeah, if they win and Mahomes is what now in his fifth season, sixth, sixth season, five as a starter, five as a starter on the roster. Yep. So next year will be his seventh year in the NFL. I mean, conservatively, we're at the halfway point of his career at the end of next season. Conservatively. And it'll be He's, five A it'll be five AFC championship games, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins, yeah. two Super Bowl MVPs, and two regular season MVPs. Right. So I mean the, the league and two five thousand yard seasons. Yeah, the league can catch up to court to coaches. Quarterbacks can fall off a cliff, as we saw with guys in their late 30s this year. But man, they would be in a great, great spot moving forward if they win it. Not, I mean, to definitely challenge what you said to be the second best coach quarterback combination in the Super Bowl era, most definitely. Yeah, it's and and man. I think Andy Reid, I mean, health notwithstanding, he's got 14 years with the Eagles and 10 with the Chiefs. I could easily see him going for 14 and 14 or even more with the Chiefs than the Eagle. Like, why couldn't he coach into his 70s if he's healthy? I mean, it he's gonna he's he's definitely if he stays with Mahomes which obviously he's not going anywhere else. But like if he just, if he coached another five years, he will definitively be a top 10 coach of all time. He's already the second best coach of his era, but he'll have a shot at being considered a top five coach of all time. And he's and, he, and Mahomes made him a Hall of Famer. So who are the top five coaches of the Super Bowl era right now? Lombardi, Belichick, Chuck Noll, Belichick, Parcells. I mean, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the all of the hardware of the other guys. Like like Gibbs is Gibbs and Shula probably have like the the hardware argument, but Parcells has like the impact on the game. Well, Parcells is just as many rings as as Shula. Yeah, Shula won two Super Bowls in the seventies, and then Parcells won two with the Giants. So, yeah, I mean, dude, he's. Jimmy Johnson won back-to-back but didn't coach very long. I mean, he's going to have a chance here in the not-so-distant future to climb up that ladder all the way to the second spot. So, I'm just saying, I want to look it up real quick because I I did this a while ago and I just don't remember it. All-time NFL... Because it's like, it's like, it's so weird to like compare him to George Hallis 
But you know where he is on the career wins list already? Andy Reid. Is he sixth? Fifth. Shula, Hallis, Belichick, Landry, Reed. Landry's another guy. Yeah. Yeah. But Landry's I mean, he's got two. But he's but he's three wins behind Landry. He passes Tom Landry next year. Remarkable. And obviously Belichick is Belichick's fifty-one wins ahead of him and still coaching. And I think that the. I think that him, a couple things. I think the Eagles winning a Super Bowl, and I think Reed winning a Super Bowl with the Chiefs puts his time in Philadelphia in a different kind of, paints it in a different new light. I, I think that there's more appreciation for those years where they would get to NFC Championship games and come up short, and the Super Bowl lost to the Patriots now that Philly has a Super Bowl and Reed isn't looked at as a guy who never won the big game. Andy Reed is a miracle worker and they were insane at the time for how they felt about it. Andy Reed was ahead of the game. Remember the thing with him was like, he doesn't run the ball. He likes to pass it too much. He's the only offensive lineman I know who doesn't like to run the ball. But, but like now it's a passing league. Yeah. He was he was ahead he was ahead of his time. Well, he got that from Walsh, but yeah, I would agree. I, I, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like that the the knock in Philly was, man, he passes too much. Now everyone wants to pass too much. And if you look at it, Kevin Cobb, Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, Michael Bob, Vick, Michael Vick, Mahomes, they all have their winning a season with Andy Reid. That's crazy, man. Like either their best season statistically or they're winning a season. Like, and so he, all those dudes. And then he, as soon as he got a great quarterback, he starts setting records, winning ring, a, a ring and getting MVPs for his guy. And no one even talks about him as he was not a coach of the year. Finalist 14 games, number one offense in the NFL. No Tyreek Hill. Not yeah, even that a finalist. Was, that was a joke. Um, he still, I think, sometimes there are certain things that happen to him in Philly and in Kansas City where there's these in-game situations with him that I yeah. just don't get. Yep, yep. So that could always rear its ugly head in the Super Bowl. We'll see with Sirianni. We saw what Doug Peterson was made of. He called up that Philly special, and that was a turning point play in that Super Bowl. What's Nick Sirianni going to be all about? How does he put his fingerprints on this game. He seems like a pretty cocky, brash guy. I don't think he's going to be a conservative-minded coach here. I think he's going to want to go for the jugular early in this game. And if he doesn't, that'll be a warning sign for me. If I'm, I am, I will back the Eagles in this game. I'll bet them. If I see him do some, like, feeling out process stuff early in this game, some conservative punts or, you know, they're designed to go for it on fourth and short. If he's passing that up to give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, That'll scare me. You got to go with what got you here in this situation. Don't let the bright lights of the Super Bowl uh, scare you. So, so I'm just kind of curious. Um, are you waiting for anything? You said you will be backing Philly. I am. I'm waiting, it, though. 
it was two and a half. Now it's one and a half. What do you, what do you, are you going to just do money line? What, what are you thinking is going to happen in the market that allows you to bet Philly? Or when are you trying to, what are you trying to spike? Well, if you're watching, Danny just put a recall on because his throat's bugging him a little bit. So don't let the, uh, don't let the lozenge uh, get you off your game. Got to play uh, hard. Got to play hard. Yeah. So, well, I want to see what happens with the Chiefs' injuries because if 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 the Chiefs get good injury news, then that line might flip and Kansas City might be favored, and I can bet the Eagles to win the game with plus money. I might get a money line of plus like one ten, and I'm bet I'm going to bet enough on this game where that difference matters to me. Flipping it I from don't minus believe one. that that is going to happen. You don't think we're going to get good news or you don't think that's going to be enough to move the line? I I, I will be – I'd bet you on the side that we don't see Eagles at plus money again. I think that that's done. I think that was over. You don't think it can get down to a pick? No. We've had a pick Super Bowl. Oh, no, I Patriots, the game you were at. No, I understand. Um, I wasn't at the game. I was just there for Radio Row. But, yeah, I uh, – I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that we can. I think, I think that most of the football Illuminati believes that the Eagles roster is much better than the Chiefs roster. And I don't disagree, but they don't have a better coach and they don't have the better quarterback. So, okay. So then what I'll probably end up doing then, if I get to like Friday and it seems like it's just still sitting there at minus one and a half. I'll crank it out then because what I am, because the other thing I would be worried about is if I waited just until kick, I could see waking up Sunday morning in the lines up to like two or two and a half. I could see that. Oh, see, yeah. I mean, dude, I think that if you see, I mean, it's already hit two and a half and now it's back to one and a half. But I think if you get bad Chiefs injury news, you don't think there's any way it gets to three? No, I think the highest it goes is two and a half. I think if it gets to three, it's there like, and then it's gone. Yeah. Well, that, 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 right that did down. happen. That, 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 that happened, happened yeah. Sunday for a millisecond. Um, But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great matchup, man. This is a great game. The, the, the championship Sunday were great matchups. The two one seeds, the two 14 win teams. Andy Reid against his own team, old team, the MVP against the guy who was the MVP favorite for half the year. Um, injury questions with both quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks, the brothers Kelsey in the Super Bowl, like t- t- two great fan bases. This is a this is a great, great, great Super Bowl. I would say on paper. As far as the storylines and stuff for the game, I would definitely say it's better than last year with Rams and Bengals. I would say, I would say if it wasn't for like COVID kind of putting a damper on everything, I don't think it lives up to Chiefs Bucks just because of Brady against Mahomes. So I would put yeah. that ahead of it. But uh, I'd probably yeah. I'd probably put ahead probably put it ahead of Niners. Uh, Niners Chiefs. I'd probably yep. put it ahead. Uh, Patriots Rams. Uh, Patriots Eagles. 
So now I'm starting to go back a ways. Patriots, Falcons on paper. I mean, it's one of the best Super Bowl matchups I think we've had in the last 10 years. Yeah, in ter- certainly in terms of storylines. We'll see if the game plays out that way. But the there are a ton of storylines uh, for, for this game. But all right, you travel. We will do... You will come prepare. You'll be doing FanDuel TV. I will have all of my stuff from Rivers. So so the next one will be updated storylines for the game. And do we want to make a pledge? We'll do a show bet. Do we want to make a pledge that we each bring five bets? Oh, I'll have stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just, you know, I mean, it's the, it's, I always say the Super Bowl is also the Super Bowl of gambling. Like it's the, it's the game. Did you coin that? That's bad. That's good. That's. I'm just saying it's the Super Bowl of gambling. It's it's the best gambling event. It's the single, you know, obviously March Madness I, I enjoy more just because, you know, that weekend of 64 teams down to 16. But you got to have a minimum of 10 bets in this game. So I'm going to try to sell you on bets. You're going to try to sell me on bets. Yeah, I'm down. And we'll, we'll, do, that, uh, we'll do that Thursday night. Cool, dude. I'll talk to you from the desert. All right. Safe travels. Have fun. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Spencer Ray, our executive producer. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, first and five. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.